Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 162 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Dr. Becky O'Brien of Film Music Central. Welcome back to the show, Becky. Hello again. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I had a lot of fun yesterday. Let's uh, keep it going. Absolutely. Minute 162 begins with Roger smirking in agreement and goes all the way till we see the POWs beginning to stretch their legs. As we were discussing yesterday, the uh, truck filled with a certain number of POWs, we're, we're ne- not sure yet how many are actually in there, are continuing on their journey to somewhere. Again, we don't know where their journey is is to. We, we'll hopefully find out this week where they're going, or maybe not. Hopefully for their sake, we won't find out. Yeah. <laughs> We start off with Roger answering Mac. Mac said yesterday he was basically assuring Roger that all of the the, the, the POWs that escaped knew what they were doing and everyone had to, knew the risk of trying to escape and possibly getting caught. So he doesn't need to worry about the fact that it's possible that a number of them won't make it back home alive. So in the beginning of this minute, Roger agrees with him. He gives like a nice little smirk along the way when he does that, you know, laughing to himself which is and, a, a nice touch. And there's, there's an interesting little music moment. It actually started at the tail end of the last minute and goes into this one. Mm-hmm. If you, it's in, you remember when they would show night scenes of the camp and you'd hear that tense music? Yes. It's back. Yes, I know. I, I have that as my note right after he says yes, that the music turns ominous. And, but, but, but it's the same type of on, yes. ominous. So. And I thought that was an interesting uh, musical callback for Bernstein to do. Is is that is that why you assume that this is nighttime? We discussed yesterday that we weren't sure if this is dusk or dawn. So is that why? It, is it supposed to give us that impression? Possibly. Um, it's. It's. I mean, that might be something only the composer would think of. Um, I know they don't always. I mean, we're not. Technically speaking, an audience isn't supposed to notice the music like this. Um, I only do because I study it. Um, but it's entirely possible we're meant to make the association between the two. Um, it, it could, but, but it's very quick. Um, that's why I, I was always under the impression this was late evening going into sunset. Okay. But, I mean, when when we when, but, when when they get out of the truck later this minute, we'll we'll see if we can try and ascertain which it is. Well, it, or I mean, not. <laughs> it, well, it, it, it's it's just hard to tell because it almost looks like they're shooting day for night. With, 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 with the way it looks. So whenever they do that in those movies, it's hard for me to tell what time it's supposed to be. Um, except for the fact it's not day. Right. And it's not middle of the It's not middle of the night. It's not middle of the day. It's either dusk or dawn. The question is, which is it? Um, but um, the other reason I mentioned that it's the same music um it was not just said at night. It was also when something sneaky was happening. Um, before it was when the prisoners were doing something behind the guards' backs. But now maybe it's meant to be reversed and the Germans are doing something and the prisoners don't know what it is just yet. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very cool. I didn't think of that from that perspective. So then we get an outside shot of the, the trucks again. We see we discussed yesterday the fact that there's a staff car truck motorcycle truck motorcycle truck motorcycle so the staff car continues straight along with the first truck and the first motorcycle and then we have the second truck and the second motorcycle turn off to the right and then the third 
of both of them turn off to the left. I always assumed at this point that the first truck, the first one is the one that's actually going back to the prison camp. But I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. I noticed this time because we'll we'll see that staff car a little bit later. But but I always assumed that that you know that was continuing along the road. The other two were just moving to the side because they were going somewhere else. Now, did you notice anything strange about this little crossroad? Besides the fact that the crossroads are uneven. Okay, the the crossroads being uneven um, I'm, I'm, happens. Uh, Doesn't need to be perfect, but you're right. No, no, it is uneven. Uh, that wasn't what I was referring to, but is there something else you see? Because like I said, this is this is one of the great things about doing a movie minute by minute, because you can look and see little things that you're never going to notice otherwise. I see power lines. Okay, that is not what I'm referring I to. See what else do you see? Trees. Okay. What do you see on the left-hand side? It's it's our right, but their left-hand side, right at the crossroad. I see a thing, but I don't know what it is. Okay, it's there's there's a rock structure with a plaque yeah. and a cross above it. Yeah, I, I see it, but I so don't know the, what it is. I, I'm assuming you do. Right. So it's it, to me, it's either a marking that there, this is near a cemetery, or this is where someone was buried. Uh, oh, I mean, it looks oh. to me like. Like some sort of burial recognition. Let's put it that oh. way. Again, I could be wrong, but I'm saying this is what it looks like. And to me, that looks like it's foreshadowing something there. Well, but, but, I mean, you're right, though. Up until this very minute, I, I'd never noticed it before. But yeah, that's, assuming that's what it is, that's a clever bit of foreshadowing there. Yes. A, a, aside from the more obvious one of they're splitting up. No, but we don't know that they're splitting up. They're they're taking this, these to this camp and those to that camp, and you know it could be anything. They never they never mention the fact that they're all being taken to the same place. Which, which, which I I'm not you're not wrong, but there's also the fact that that ominous music is back again. Yes, which casts the whole moment of splitting up in a very sinister light. Yes. Completely. Especially since I swear this time when it repeats itself as they split, I swear Bernstein leans on the organ a little bit as if to emphasize this is really bad. <laughs> Same way he did in the last minute, but just leaning on it a little like, no, really, something really bad is going to happen. Yeah, that, that is definitely. But but I, I again, I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but whether it is or isn't, it's great foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Just having that marker right there. Yeah. Because it doesn't look like it could be anything else but a marker dealing with death. Yeah. You know, it's not a marker saying that there's a church up ahead. You know, (laughs) I don't think so. Yeah, I I never noticed that before, but that's a very clever touch. I never noticed it before either. Again, that's why we're doing this minute by minute, so that we can take a look at these things. And then we get back inside the truck, and we see Roger still smiling to himself. And Mac begins to smile, which which I like the fact that in the in a cruel way they they make them all optimistic at this point. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? At this point, what else can they do? You know, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's one of those. If, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. I- no, but they they think that they're on their way back to you know Stella Luth three, or well, or or at least back to a camp. I I um I. 
I'm sure the thoughts cross their minds that after what happened, they're sure to be taken someplace else now, or that they'd be crazy to put them back in the exact same place they just broke out of. Well, again, that brings us back to the whole idea that in the first place, it's crazy to put them all in the same place and not not do more due diligence to make sure that they weren't going to be able to escape. I mean, I discussed this uh, months ago with somebody, the fact that, uh, you know, why leave so much wood around? They know that that's what people use for tunneling. You know, make everything out of complete concrete where there's nothing to use. You know, they, they, they could have been a little smarter with what they were doing. And, you know, if this was just, just the movie, then you'd say, okay, the, you know, the, the screenwriter decided to put that in there in order to be clever and stuff like that. But the fact that it's based on, on uh, mm-hmm. reality, that these are things that, that the real prisoners used in order to escape, that, that says a lot yeah. about it also. You know, they're, they're, they're smiling along. And then they, they start to notice that the, the truck is, is slowing down a bit, which surprises them more than a little bit. You see them all looking around, trying to figure out why things are, you know, coming to a stop. And then we get to see the staff car. As I said, you know, that, that, that's the one that goes straight. And then we have the, the truck stop right next to it. Did, did they have brake lights back then? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Because, because the staff car doesn't it- have one. Considering the staff car looks pretty accurate to the period, it's possible they didn't. Um, I, I don't know if that was a... Uh, I don't know when those were invented, but it's entirely possible they weren't a thing yet in a, the 1940s. Yeah. It, uh, to me, it, it, it seems to be a little well, inaccurate. So wait, are you saying the truck does or does not? The truck has. Oh, the truck has, but the staff car has not. Um, I'm, yes. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I, I, I misheard you before. Um, well, I'm sh- I could see that being a possible anachronism. Um, I'm like curious now. I want to like look it up. Well, once I think <laughs> of something like that, it's stuck in my brain. Okay, there, there's a reason for that. Uh, <laughs> okay, in 1928, 11 states in the U.S. had break had made brake lights a requirement on cars. Germany. The f- yeah, the first brake lights uh, appeared as early as 1905. So, 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 yeah. so yeah, they had them. Whether whether they had them on, you know, what it wasn't apparently yeah, a requirement, I mean, but whether they had them consistently is in question. Yes, exactly. So okay, it could be maybe yes, maybe no. The German officers get out of the staff car, and the other soldiers get get off of the motorcycle. They come out of the truck. And they go to open the flaps on the truck. Do a nice job of that. <laughs> and at this point, the, the prisoners are, are even more concerned because they have absolutely no idea what they're doing here. They're in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And thankfully, you know, Roger uh, goes back to his German that he knows. Again, I'm not going to make everyone uh, suffer through my, uh, my mispronunciation of German. So basically what he says in German is, what's going on? Where I are mean, we? I've- yeah, I can take a stab at it if you want. Well, I mean, the first part was his loss. Yes. I can't pronounce the second part. It's not that good. Wosinvir, or something yeah. like that. I never knew what the second part was. I, 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 right. I knew the first part was, what is this? Right, and the second part is, uh, where are we? And then the, the officer decides to be nice and actually speak to us in English. And, you know, we don't have to try and translate. And he says, all right, you can get out now. Stretch your legs out for five minutes. It'll take hours before you reach the camp. 
again, giving so much false hope. Well, you know, the, the Germans were great at this. You know, you see that in all the Holocaust movies. <laughs> Just go take a shower. Yeah, but fine. it's like, I don't know. It's like, even from like the first times I saw this this part, it always rang, turned on every alarm bell in my head. Like, like the bad guys are doing something nice. Danger. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. I mean, Danger, Will Robinson. I mean, even if they know <laughs> that, there's nothing they can do about it. But it's like, it, it screams a setup. Correct. It screams a setup, but but there, there there is a plausibility in it, because if they really are on their way to the camp, and let's say it's a four hour drive to the camp, I don't know, I don't know how far it is from from because we don't know where they are. So to say, okay, let's pull over for a second to let people stretch. There is some. Logic I mean, to I that. mean, there is, except for the fact that this is Nazi Germany, and the Nazis weren't exactly known as the most caring typed prisoners. Correct. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, sure. If we're talking about regular people, sure, it makes sense to get out and stretch your legs if it's going to be a long trip. But these are prisoners, and these are Nazis. They're not known for doing nice things because it makes logical sense. Right. Okay, that's true. <laughs> that's a very good point. But also, if you if you look at the the way that the Nazis Nazis are are portrayed in this movie, they're mostly portrayed as being nice. Well, at least the look awful ones are. You know. Exactly. No, the the, the, the the SS one, the SS and the Gestapo, they just they yeah. talk big. But up until now, they really haven't done much beyond that. You know, they've so, just been uh, talking. I wasn't paying attention before. Which, which, which branch has got the prisoners right now in the truck? Is it Wehrmacht, Luftwaffe, Gestapo, SS? Do we know? Is it a... It's the... It's okay. the Gestapo because we know that that the prison is is part so, of the Gestapo. But the but the officers of the trucks they're Gestapo too or, or, or that I don't know. Maybe they they okay. they could be SS. They're not Luftwaffe. Okay. That's for sure, right? They're probably SS. And and all the prisoners basically just look at them very strangely that they're giving that they're offering them to do this. You can see that they're they're a little hesitant, but uh, they say, well, "Yeah, what the hell?" Also, well, you know, <laughs> if they're giving us the opportunity. They have, also, they have guns to force the issue too. Yeah, but they don't pick up the guns. They're just saying, "Okay, get out and start walking around." Yeah, but legs. you know, if they had refused to get out, if they if, if let's say they had sensed what was about to happen, if they'd refused to get out, they would have forced the issue. Yeah, exactly. Because no one wants to have to clean exactly. the trucks <laughs> to wash them down. Much easier to, cleaner to do it on the outside. Basically, Roger and Mac are the first ones to, to, to agree. Once they get out, everyone else starts to get out with them. And then we, we, we see them, uh, start, start to walk around. You know, they jump down. You see them stretching. It's actually pretty funny the, watching them stretch because they, they look like they're strutting <laughs> as they're stretching. You know, Mac like bends down a little bit, waves his arms. You know, he's, he's doing the chicken or whatever you want to call it. That's basically where this minute ends. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about this minute, Um, I mean, if it wasn't obvious what's about to happen, the fact that they're walking across a wide open field should be a pretty big clue. I mean, yeah. I mean, because because like just at the end of the minute, it starts to briefly pan a bit, pan a bit, and you see it's a clean, wide open space and perfect for what's about to go down. Yeah, but don't tell anyone. Well, they'll have to come back tomorrow to listen to what happens. Talking about it for two episodes, <laughs> it should be obvious by now. <laughs> well, maybe maybe not to everybody. Who knows? The, the final second of this minute 
is is what makes me believe that it that it's dawn. Okay. So because if you look, it it looks as if the light is rising up as opposed to uh, going down. Uh, again, I could be wrong. This is yeah, for I mean, yeah, guesstimation. Yeah, I'm 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 checking. I definitely I definitely noticed the light. I was um I can't yeah. The, the way it's shot, it's it's so hard to tell what if it's going up or down because I mean we don't know what direction this is. So either really it could be interpreted either way depending on how you want to read the scene. Right. Okay. But but but, no, well, I, but 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 I can see why that looks like dawn too. Yeah. All right. So you have anything else you want to say about this minute? No. All right. You want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you? Of course. Um, you want to find me on my blog, Film Music Central. It can be found at www.filmmusiccentral.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at MusicGamer460. Right. Excellent. You can go to our Facebook group, The Cooler. Our Twitter account is GreatEscapeMXM. Our website is TheGreatEscapeMinute.com. And our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. So until tomorrow, tally ho. Tally ho.